Hello to all my guys, gals, and non-binary pals of audio podcast land, and welcome to another episode of Red Harvest, a Deadlands Noir actual play podcast. I am your sheriff for this amazing game, Mikey. You can follow me on my personal social medias at PopCultureGeek. You can also follow us collectively here at D&D Vibe Tribe Production. Make sure to give us a like and follow to stay up to date on, on the actual play podcast we got, as well as a few pop culture ones. And we got a lot of future projects coming down the pipeline, so I can't wait for those. Of course, as always, I am joined by my cast of players referred to as Wild Cards. So, both of you, so both teams end up back at the Tombstone Epitaph. You exchange information, and as you guys finish that, uh, as you're kind of just chilling in the Tombstone Epitaph, uh, Nate Braddock, your uh, handler, comes up to you both. <laughs> well, but to comes to all four, up to all four of you and just says, uh, "Okay, uh, let's see you here." Oh well, uh. I hope your field trips were fruitful. Did you learn anything about uh, said murder? Or anything that might is? Well, now, uh, don't don't be shy, I guess. Um, message to DM. Quick question. Yes. A new episode. Why did you not introduce? Don't worry, I have it covered. <laughs> we can do intros at the end. Or just reuse our intros from the first part and just loop it yeah, in that's here. Easier. That's easier. Okay, sorry, just question, that's all. Yeah, no problem. So we'll jump back into it. So, uh, did you learn anything interesting? Did you, or is it more the same? Ah, well. We've got a scalpel to track down that ended up going missing from an evidence locker. And we met a very nice Frenchman that works in the coroner's office. A little odd, though. Dr. Carlyle, I presume? Mm-hmm. That's the one. Yes. <laughs> Did I say Tosh? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's a little bit of a weird one, but, uh, you know. He definitely gives me the inside scoop when he's able to, so I can't necessarily uh, hate him afterwards. But uh, now then, um, you said that there was a missing scalpel. Uh, huh? Uh, yes. Uh, the only lead we have on where to find that would be the old precinct. Hmm. As you see, like, Bra Mr. Braddock, like, writing this down. Hmm, interesting. So, missing scalpel, old precinct. Okay. Hmm, I hey. wonder. Luckily, I know where the old precinct is. I've been there a couple times. Do you now? Only a couple? One or two times. Hmm. Well, then. So then it seems that you know where you need to go. Interesting. Well, then I'm not going to take any more of your time. I still got some things to do, but uh, yeah, once you finish with the precinct, just come back here and fill me in and then uh, we'll see what happens next. But uh, till then, 
Ooh, look at that. I do have an interview with a little bit. So he Braddock kind of is just like, now if you would be so kindly, just get, 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 get. And he kind of just pushes you four out of the door. Like, hurry up and just pff, you're out on the street. <laughs> Well, my vote is that we go to the old precinct altogether. Uh, anybody have any other places they'd like to go investigate beforehand? Yeah, this will be the first time I walk through this precinct without handcuffs on. Damn, Miles is living the I mean, fun life. I sure <laughs> me and I sure me and Hank ha I can remedy that, that if you prefer. I will shoot you where you stand. Ooh, we threatened Miles. He won't love too much. Keep the silver away from me, please. Oh, I love this. Alrighty, Miles, so you're going to be leading the charge for this one. So, <clears throat> so Miles, through incidences that we try not to talk about anymore, you may have been there once or twice, times 10, if we're really talking about it. But... Hey, I was broke. I needed the money somehow. It's not my fault that the big rich guy was walking around flaunting his money. And once again, remember, kids, we don't shake it for free. <laughs> Anywho's, so Miles, you're all too familiar with where you're leading your uh, compatriots as you are headed to the uh, old Tulane Police Headquarters, which is the old police quarters before where Hank and Chris were just at recently. You do also know that technically it's still open because there's also a few office buildings up on the upper floors mm. above it. You know, space in New Orleans at this time was very, very limited. So, you know, you rent rooms where you can, even if it's below, above a police station. Oh, they're renting it out as like loft apartments. <laughs> yeah. That is some janky shit, but that effective, but janky. It's effective, it's janky ass shit, but it also makes sense for the time period. <laughs> also, yes. I've had a conversation about this because a buddy of mine in Chicago wants to get an old PD, no, no, an old fire department and turn it into something. Hey, sorry, continue. No, we love good story time here. <laughs> so keep me off track. We need to stay on track. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All righty, here we go. <laughs> so miles you know all this information and uh you do know that there are a few police officers well i don't want to say a few more like one who is just kind of like sitting in a chair outside making sure people are going in and out whoever's going in and out are doing so uh with official business and not being dumb and trying to wreck things inside but uh, you know this officer way too well. In fact, he's he's because he's gotten to know you very well, Miles, especially since, you know, he was the one that mostly threw you behind bars when magic tricks went wrong. Uh, uh you guys can lead inside. I'm going to kind of 
folds his collar up on his jacket. <laughs> kind of tucked back here. Once again, from inside your head, you just hear, I don't know if I made the right decision. You seem to be a little bit of a pussy, Miles. Um, you've seen what's happened inside my brain? You know no. my memories? Don't start that shit. We're seriously gonna have a talk after this, because I have a couple of questions, Miles. And there are certain situations that, uh, I don't know how you survive. But now that I'm in your head, we need to have a serious conversation because I'm not trying to di I'm not, you, you can't die out here. Oh, but if I die, you shut up. Um, you know, make it easier to parade around your body, but I don't know if that's exactly what I want at this time. But anyways, that's a conversation for another day. Carry on. Alrighty. So let me see. So Hank, Chris and Gary, you three are just going to walk up nonchalantly. Miles, you're trying to like not be seen. <laughs> He's trying to Assassin's Creed incognito. Oh, my gosh. Why did I know you were going to reference that? All right. Well, so the three of you, you don't have to do anything. Miles, I need you to roll a stealth for me. <laughs> Remember, if you don't have said skill, it is a D4 minus two. I have it. Ooh, six. Hold on. Hold on. <coughs> Hold on. What the fuck? Hold on. Okay. So that was... <laughs> six times six plus one. So 36 plus 1 is 37. Jesus Christ. Somehow. <laughs> God, I hate when I hate these exploding dice sometimes. Somehow. Yeah, so the th three of you walk up to this police officer like nonchalantly. <laughs> um, and then uh, Miles. You're not doing a very good job at hiding yourself, but for some odd reason, like you're positioned in a way between the other three and your collars up where this police officer doesn't necessarily see your face and can't recognize you. And this police officer kind he's of sitting on a chair over, like he's trying to light a smoke. <laughs> yeah, it's like. <laughs> so the police officer, as the four of you get closer to this building, once again, this time is very portly just more well not even portly think of him as like elderly like he should have retired like maybe five six years ago like big old round glasses on his face it's just like oh what can i do for you boys uh we are looking for a piece of missing evidence and i would like to actually look around the place if you don't mind okay as he kind of adjusts his glasses uh, are you on a uh, police business? I am, and I'm gonna flash my badge. There's like Detective Skinner. This is my compatriot, Mr. Remington. He's a private eye, and. Uh, okay, okay. Well, then, since you're police officers, 
You boys can go right on in. Oh, okay. Oh, and uh, just be careful. There's a. Uh, you're very welcome. Just be careful as uh, there's a little bit. We're almost done moving everything out, but things are a little bit of a disarray. So just mind your feet. As he kind of goes back to watching the street and humming like a tune to himself. Poor guy. He should have retired five, six years ago. <laughs> Alrighty. Cool. So, the four of you enter said building. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. Alrighty. So, as the four of you enter this building, I mean, it's still daylight out here. Mm -hmm. So the light is coming through the window, so it's not like completely dark in here. But there's something a little bit unnerving as you close the door behind you. You can definitely feel a more sinister atmosphere. And even though you can faintly hear the pitter patter of pedestrians and cars outside of the door, inside is just this unnerving silence and emptiness as you see just desks in disarray, like random papers all over the floor. Miles. You know this all too well. And in fact, <laughs> given the fact that you are a police officer, Hank, as well, you would know this Miles bit. Of back. You would know this bit of information, too. So Hank and Miles, you know this information. You know where the evidence locker is, though, for you, Miles, and for you, Hank, you're not sure if you want to take the rest of the gang down there because the evidence locker is in the basement. Okay. <laughs> the lights are on in here, right? I mean, some of them are, or at least the working ones are. And like I said, it's daytime, so like the sunlight's coming in, so it's not completely dark. At least on this floor. Okay. Well, gentlemen, it looks like we need to go down to the basement. Um if you can find any flashlights uh, around in the vicinity, or if you can find a candle, I've got a few matches. Just in case. Dun, uh, I was looking dun, at my dun. inventory sheet. I actually do have a flashlight. Aha! Um, I was going to say, uh, Mikey, being a grifter, I, can't I just go... Yeah. <laughs> Yo, guys. I mean, it's your powers, man. <laughs> guys, I, I have light. Oh, okay. That actually brings an interesting question. So, Miles, you like light fire comes from your hands. Let me ask the rest of you three. So, do you three know that Miles has these magical powers, or is this the first time you're seeing them? I was about to say, this is the first time we've seen this, I believe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We knew he was a street magician, but I'm like, as far as Hank knows, it's like, oh, it's another one of them illusions. Got it. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on, guys. And just. Oh, no. What's about to go happen right now? Oh, I, I got something for you guys. It's, it, it, I have a light. Watch this. And just opens up his wallet. And... We're good. 
grab a fire extinguisher. <laughs> it doesn't go out. It doesn't. Just continue hosing them. <laughs> You're just like, tss, tss, why won't it go out? This is more for my enjoyment than anyone else's. <laughs> Could you stop spraying my hand down, please? It's getting quite cold. Giggity. Well, <laughs> All right. At least you'll give yourself a nice stranger. Anyways. Oh, that's the dust off. Uh, so we got the flashlight. We got Fireboy over here with flame on power. So that should be fun. It's purple. It's <laughs> sorry. Excuse me. So Miles is holding a purple flame. That's actually cool. And then uh, we got a flashlight from Chris. So between Chris and Miles, who wants to lead the way downstairs into the basement? I don't see if they have any uh anything left behind. I I'm gonna start walking down. Hey, bye, boys. <laughs> I'm gonna go tagging right behind him. <laughs> you didn't see nothing. Oh, I saw everything. I always see everything. As long as it's I, I see dead people. As long as I profit, I see everything. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will I'll be going down behind uh, Skinner. Cool. Which means that bringing up the rear is going to be Chris. Okay. So you four start to make your slow descent down the stairs. So slow as... descent down to madness. <laughs> I mean, it's it's early in this. It's a little early, so we shall see what happens. But alrighty. So as you make your way down, you. Four. Voice. <laughs> A disembodied Ever voice. Be like, Christian. who said Christian. that? Stop. <laughs> I can have it. Yeah, it's fine. I, don't I, worry. I thought I muted myself. You're good. Don't worry about it. Add to the ambiance. Anyways. So as the four of you make your way down the stairs. The light from the sun somewhat filtrate well not even it's a it's a dark as hell down here it's a little dark and in fact given that the only light source currently is miles's flame and the flashlight you can see that the sunlight hits the area around the stairs but as you look down the long dark hallway there's no other source of light here and in fact miles and hank you know that the evidence locker down here in the basement, the whole entire basement is large and labyrinth like. So thankfully, you two know where to go. So you're you are able to lead your group to the evidence locker. But as you make your way there, you notice that there are remnants of kind of like homeless encampments in various abandoned rooms and you can see that there are like empty soup cans like wrappers all over the place jackets and bedding of some sort and while you see a multitude of said like signs of homeless encampment you can't help but sh feel a unnerving sense of darkness to it because you see 
that there was life here, but now it's just not and is very eerily quiet. And as you continue to walk through the said silence, you all find your way into the evidence room, which it says evidence, but the logo on the door is just like completely faded and cracked. It looks like it has seen better days. You also see what looks to be a very slightly old kind of like crime scene label on the door. And as you look at said crime scene label, you notice that it has been neatly sliced open with a precision cut and that the door is slightly partially opened ajar. It's pulling out his gun. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have the purple aura or flame in my hand get a little brighter because I'm going to prepare um, a grifter spell. Okay, that's fair. So, the four of you are currently outside of the evidence room, so... What would you like to do? Well, looks like there's no other choice but to go in, but So you're going to open the door, Miles, and enter? I got you covered. I know you're my huckleberry. All right, <laughs> I got, uh, I go to open the door, but my hand's right here, ready to slowly push the door open. Okay. So as you open the evidence room door, you kind of take a quick scan around and from the light that your flame and the flashlight from the back are giving, you notice that inside here you kind of just see a couple of cardboard boxes sitting around in the ground. Some are stacked upon each other, as well as some of these boxes, their contents are open and kind of scattered a little bit around the floor. You also see that there are blood stains kind of splattered across some of the papers and walls and floor of the evidence room. And on the ground, you can see kind of a scuffed chalk outline of what seems to be a body. But you can see that in the chalk outline, you see that the body as well as the head are chalked out differently. <laughs> and they oh, look separate. to be. Yeah, they're separate about a oh, yard away boy. from each other. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, there's a cardboard boxes, old blood stains splattered across papers, walls and floor scuffed of chalk outline of a body with its head separated from the torso like outlined about a yard away so i would like all of you guys to roll me well roll me and investigate please investigation investigation well i'm not oh, shit. a good day for investigation So, yeah, uh, my investigation came back as a three, a one, basically. Damn. Mine came so, back as a two. Oh. So well, I'm not have... trained in investigation. I have knowledge and I have streetwise. That's it. That's fine. So can I you guys hear me now? Can do the one? Yes, I can hear you now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. 
Uh, I rolled a five cool. for investigation, by the way. Okay, cool. I rolled a four because I don't have it, and it exploded and rolled a two. So, so that is a I'll, six minus a two is a four. four. Yes. A cool. Four. It's a good thing some of... Oh, <laughs> that was too close for comfort, you guys. <laughs> Anyways, so specifically for Chris and Miles... Gary and Hank, y'all are looking around, but as the two without the light source, it's kind of difficult for you to look for anything, especially with the constant flame and flashlight moving around. You no, know, it actually makes sense that the two without the light sources are not the ones to see whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Alrighty. So. Chris and Miles, you two begin looking around. With the only two with the light sources, <laughs> you begin looking around this evidence room and you kind of shuffle between the debris and the open boxes. After a few moments, both of you collectively search one particular box. I mean, it doesn't look too great because it's like dried blood stain is all over it. But as you search the said box, you sift through the papers and the debris that are inside. And you both discover what looks to be an evidence tag. And it looks to have some sort of identification on it. Who is it? Well, it does have a series of numbers on it. And actually, Chris, you would recognize these numbers as the case number that matches the files you and Hank just looked at not too long ago at the police station of the scalpel of the said case that was in the files that went missing. There's only one little problem. You found the tag, but there's no scalpel attached to it. Uh. Well, this is turning out to be a lot more complicated than I thought it was going to be. I don't, think, I don't think this is important, so I think I'll, I'm going to give this to you, Hank. Oh, okay. So, we came to the right place. However, there's evidence that the scalpel was here, just not anymore. Nope. Oh, it's in the wind. So what's our next and step from here? Well, as you mentioned that, from outside in the hallway, your time of contemplation is interrupted as all of you hear some sort of like gittering across the floor. It's like, don't like that. <laughs> Who's got the roaches? <laughs> and the skittering sound just continues to get closer and closer. It's like, Thanks for the gun at the door. Miles kind of puts <laughs> his hand towards the door. <laughs> trying to see a small ball form right, <laughs> right in the middle of his palm. Alrighty. Okay. And Mikey, I don't know if you uh, saw my message, but uh, you I had the pulled twin out my locked and loaded. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the twin gauge is locked and loaded, so. I'm actually kind of curious. 
Does Gary even have a weapon on him right now? I don't remember if I have one. Uh, <laughs> I think I do, but it's like, if anything, it's a, just a little six shooter. I mean, you know what? It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. So as the four of you look at the door as the source of this uh, <laughs> sound gets closer and closer and closer for a moment. The sound of the skittering just stops. And the four of you, in a brief moment of silence, just hear nothing but the quieted exhales of your breath. And then that is interrupted with the slight as the door opens slightly. And crawling through the door, you see a pair of hands kind of just wrap around the frame of the door. But as they pull themselves in, it's just the hands as well as a head with little tendrils coming out of it. Shoot it. Fireball, 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 fireball. Okay. And... As you look at this thing, it gets worse because another pair of hands and head with tentacles coming out of the bottom of it creep into the room and you just hear this audible scream. It's like. <laughs> so we are about to have our first official combat, kids. Fireball, 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 fireball. <laughs> OK, gun, 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 gun. OK, so here's how combat works with uh, Deadlands Noir. So in. So this is the fun part because most of the combat is done by me. But you guys get to fight back, too. So here's how initiative is going to work. In my hands, I have a deck of cards, which I have shuffled. So I am going to draw four cards. Well, technically five that determines the order. So the way that it works. So if you guys are confused or you need some help in the players material channel, I put in a cheat sheet to help you with combat with all the tips and tricks. I'm going to help you walk through said combat encounter. But the way that initiative works is that each of you will be given a card. And the way that order works is, is that ace is the high one and two is the lowest you can go. So like treat, think of ace as your 20, your two as a two. And then the suit order goes spades, hearts, diamonds, and clubs with spades as the highest and then clubs being the lowest. So I'm going to have a pencil ready because I'm going to give you your uh, thing, your order right now. So starting with Hank, you have a queen of spades. So that's actually pretty good. For Miles... You have a four of hearts. For Gary, you have a seven of spades. And for Chris, you have an ace of hearts. And then for the a what of hearts? Ace. Ace. So, uh huh. Ace of hearts. Okay. And then finally for the walking heads, as we're calling them, 
They have a two of clubs. Sweet. All right. Oh my god. Yeah. Fucking deck of cards to screw me over. I was like, this was supposed to be my moment. <laughs> this was my moment. I have a random question. Gone. Yes. How quickly can I take four shots of alcohol? Why? <laughs> just I an mean, edge. Just an edge. I will say that you could honestly, you can do it now if you like. That's quick enough for me to do it. So here is the okay. order. I'm going to do that, and because Liquid Courage gives me an X, it upgrades my Vigor to the next die level, so it goes from a D8 to a D10, um, and so does my Toughness. Ooh, that's going to be very important. All right, so with the turn order established, so here's how combat is going to work. So here is the order. Hank, you're going to go first. Gary, you're second. Chris, your third, Miles, your fourth, and the walking heads are last. So <laughs> here's how combat works. So some of you guys picked up weapons. Some of you guys picked up just fighting with things. So here's how it's going to work. On your turn, each of you gets a, well, you get a singular action to do something. So the way that combat works is, is that depending on what your action is, you're going to roll, like, let's say if you're shooting a gun, it might say something like strength plus a d4. So whatever your strength the die is for your strength attribute, you roll that with your d4. And then whatever the total you get is what you end up getting. If you roll a... Well, the way that combat works is, is that if you get the maximum number on your skill, it explodes, you roll again and add that all up together. However, here's the trade-off. You get one action. You could do a maximum of three actions on your turn. The first one is free. The set any if you want to do a second or third <laughs> move, it comes with a negative two penalty. So your second action, you roll with minus two. Your third action is you roll with minus four. So that's the trade off of how this Mikey, combat I'm system sorry. works. Yes, my Internet. That had cut out so <laughs> i didn't hear any of that all right don't worry i'll give you the short version of it so when it's your turn you're gonna pick an action to do usually that means use your weapon your magic whatever it is that you're gonna fight these walking heads each player on their turn can take up to three repeated actions so if you want to fire your gun three times you can but there's a trade-off the first time you fire your gun or first action is free, no penalties. Second action after that is you roll, but it's a minus two penalty. You go for the third action, you roll, but it's a minus four penalty. Jeez. Yep. So just like okay. in a card game you push your luck as far as you can but there is a cost to everything and then we'll walk through how you hit and things like that as you go along but speaking of hitting things hank my man you are the first to go <laughs> so you have your gun i'm just uh, assuming you're gonna go pew pew you're also muted Yeah, I would like to shoot twice. 
Okay. So we'll say for the sake of it, there are two pairs of walking heads. One is like a slimy green color and then one is blue. So. So blue and green. So you're going to go pew pew at which ones? Um, I'm going to shoot once at the green one and then once at the green one or blue one. <laughs> All right. So let's let's take care of the green one first. Okay. So. You're going to go ahead and you're using your pew pew. So you're going to roll with whatever uh, the stuff is for your gun. And then you're going to let me know the total. Okay. So what do I roll to hit? So on the weapons that you took, you should have also wrote down <laughs> like what it is. So for yes. instance, I, I see what the weapon damage is, but how do I make sure that I hit? So the way that you're going to roll is, is that you are going to roll since you're shooting with the pew pew, you roll your shooting skill. Oh, OK, that's that's fair. actually. I know it's like uh, it's like that was I was thinking I was silly to ask. That's a five. OK, so that's success. Remember, just in combat, just like regular skill checks, all you need is just your four. So, OK, so <laughs> And then the 2d6 is for damage for the 38 revolver. Yep. Yep. So that's going to be a total of eight. And then. <laughs> second shot is minus two to hit. Yes. Okay. Well, well I rolled a two and minus two is zero. Oh, buddy, buddy. Wait, can I use a Benny on that? Yes, you can use a Benny to re-roll if you wish. And you got two of them, so make use of them. There's my eight. Nice. Okay, so now roll for your damage. Or does that explode? Well, it's no, still two. <laughs> I don't know. It still hits regardless. It's what ifs. Nine. Okay, so nine damage, so pew pew. So, Hank, you're just like, without any questions asked, you just pull out your gun and you're just like, poof, poof, fire two shots. <laughs> so, the first shot hits the green one, and it's just like, you just hear this, like this audible scream. It's like, ah! and then you shoot the blue one in quick succession, shoot, shooting it. It's just like, yeah. The bullets are, you just see the ooze of what's supposed to be blood, but it's just like gross. And it seems to have coalesced a little bit. So now it's all sticky as the liquid comes out of the bullet wound, so to speak. And the head is just not having it right now. But good job, my friend. Gary, you are up next, bud. So. Once again, you can take up to three actions. First one is free, and then it's minus two for second and minus four for third. So how many actions do you want to take? One. Okay. So what are you going to use as your weapon? Well, I have a revolver, so I'm just going to shoot the <laughs> revolver and hit aim for the head. Cool. Ooh, okay. So, um... Yeah, go ahead and roll to see if you hit this thing. So you're going to use your shooting skill. Yeah, I'm glad I took that. Four. 
<laughs> Sweet. So four plus because you activated something fun. So four plus two gives you a grand total of six. <laughs> now, one thing about Deadlands Noir is every enemy has some sort of weakness. If you find that weakness, you get the bonus to it. And you said you're shooting it at the head. Hold on. The only thing that's increased by liquid courage is vigor and toughness. Yeah, so that's for them. The toughness is going to come in handy because that determines that the enemy is going to hit you. Yeah, yeah. As I said, that's that's the only thing. I don't have any extra adds for that. No, what I'm saying is, is that that plus two comes from me and the monster manual because every monster has a weakness. You hit the weakness, you get an additional bonus that I have to tell you. So the plus two, because you're going for a headshot, it's like. Oh, OK, so it's added to the two hit roll specifically. Yes. Gotcha. OK, cool. I will roll my 2d2 or 2d6. And, and which color are you going after the blue or green one? <laughs> you're just like, yes, yes, um, <laughs> blue. OK, cool. So roll your damage. Only a three. Damn. I'm going to use a can I use a Benny for damage? Yes. And I shall use Benny for damage. Seven. OK, One and a six. It's a good thing you got it, too, because you need it. That's nice. <laughs> You're like, go away now. Yeah, so you shoot the blue one and you're just like, bah. Once again, you shoot it in the head. You just see it go back and kind of like recoil real quickly. It is not the blue one's not looking too good, you guys. And now it's kind of pissed off. All right, Chris, my man, it is now your turn. So blue one's looking really, really bad. Green one is looking ah, OK. It's still standing, but it can use a little more damage. So what would you? Well, first, what would you, how many actions would you like to do? Um, tell you what, I'm going to take. Let's see. Uh, I'm thinking D&D. &D. Uh, also, uh, do I have to use like an action or anything to reload since I'm using a double barrel? No, uh, your ammo clip or however it, much. It just happened. So here's the thing. So like any normal gun, once you run out of rounds, you will need to spend a action to reload it. And then you can use another action okay. to fire again in your same turn. Okay. But since you haven't gone yet, so you can just firing straight up fire. <laughs> okay, because I'm I'm just asking, if I fire both barrels, does that take up two of the actions, and then the third, third one I have to use to reload? I believe it actually tells you in the Deadlands Noir uh, book. Shotguns. I actually had this pulled up. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Rate of fire one to two. Yeah, I think you can only shoot up to two shots on your turn. Mm -hmm. So I, I, would, I would leave that up to Mikey as if it counts as one action or two. But in my opinion, since it doesn't specifically say that you can fire both barrels at once as one action. I would say I would say it would count as two. Because I, I was thinking it would count for two actions because I'm going to fire one uh, one barrel at each target. 
no, that works for me, so. So I'd have to use all three turns? So I will say, okay, so this is how I'll do it. I will say the first shot comes from one barrel. If you want to use the second barrel, you can, but that one becomes a minus two. And then the third action, because you're not really attacking, you can use it to reload and there won't be any negative penalty for it. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I just want to shoot something with a scatter gun. So, yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Go for it. Let's see what happens. So you're going to roll your shooting skill and then we'll see what happens. And now remember, if you don't have it, it's D4 and then you keep going until you don't explode no more. And then minus two. All right. Well, my dice hate me now after that 13 because I have a D8 I and I rolled four. Hey, <laughs> no, that's but a, hey, it's, that's it still hits. Yes, barely. I told you that 13 was going to bite you in the ass later. <laughs> oh, yeah, I knew it. Uh, All right. So how far are these targets? So About five feet, that, 10 feet, 20 feet. No, because it's you. They're light about eh, they're about. I would say like maybe about five feet because there's not that much distance between you guys and the door where they're coming in from. So, uh, yeah. Okay. And if a die explodes on the, uh, the shot, do I roll again or just the set number? I think it's just the set so, number. Yeah. It's just the set number. Damage does not explode. <laughs> The fire does, but okay, damage that is a total does not explode. Damage. Are you shitty? <laughs> Damn. Uh, I was about to say it's a it's a sawed off double barrel at or, close range. Cool. Or okay, uh wait a second. I uh out from the sawed off <laughs> uh I have a plus two to hit, so does that also go towards the uh does that go towards the damage or two hit? Two hit. So technically you got a six uh, to hit, so Okay. But it doesn't in that doesn't get included in the damage, but shit, 12. Holy shit. Yep. <laughs> and what color were you firing okay. at again? Uh, I think you said it was a green one. The one that looked eh, OK. It's still on their feet. Yeah, so you should. <sighs> holy shit. The green <laughs> one is just like. You blast this motherfucker across the room and now it's also <laughs> looking really horrible. Okay, then go for, uh, I think he said it was blue. Yeah, I mean, you could fire at green again if you like, which is not looking really great at the moment, and neither is blue, so. No, I want to send the other one across the room as well. <laughs> okay. Chris has so a lot of built-up rage. This is my Apparently team. so. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is my shotgun, this is my gun. <laughs> Uh, that would be another uh, six to, or no, since it's minus two, that would still be a four. Damn, you're so lucky. All right, roll for Dimash, and you're going to send the blue one. Roll for Dimash. Okay, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Total of sixteen. God damn. <laughs> explodes in a fine pink mist. <laughs> no, 
Well, I wouldn't call it a pink mist anymore. It explodes and more like like a rusty brown kind of spray. But damn, the green one is just completely obliterated. It You're looks like, off, buddy, fly across the room. Then it just saw me and just like. It died. Be like, if it dies, it dies. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> I mean, there's still I one left. You gonna die? You gonna die ugly? All right. All right so I'm gonna, gonna use my third path action to reload. Cool. So that ends your go. There's one of these little things left, and Miles, we're finally up to you. There's one left. Yep. The blue one's not. It's looking horrible. It just witnessed its friend just get splattered across the room. Okay. So I'm gonna. <laughs> it show got deleted. This, uh, that this isn't just an illusion and I'm going to cast bolt. <laughs> Damn. Alrighty. So, hmm. So technically bolt it's, is, it's my spell casting. Yeah. Which is also a six. Hold on. Give me good five. Okay. So yeah. So roll for damage. <laughs> All right, since I didn't raise, it's only two D six. So drop. That is 10. Gosh, dang, you guys. <laughs> so, two, so, Bolt, because it's 2d6, it's actually two separate bolts. It's just like a uh, magic missile, in a sense. So each die is its own. Cool. So I kind of want to have them go. Narrate it, because you fucking killed this thing, so tell me its demise. So, the... The purple in my hand actually grows much brighter than it was for uh, that we were using for illuminating, and two two of those little balls shoot off, twisting in like a helix, rocking right at it, and kind of like just as soon as it hits, it's you, you hear the scorching starts burning the flesh and just it lights up in purple flame. Damn, and as soon yeah, it's just. The rest of you just see this thing get lit up and it's just screaming in agony as it being as it is being engulfed in a purple flame. I mean, it's not as coherent as the Wicked Witch, but it's just like, I'm melting, I'm melting, oh, the humanity. <laughs> but yeah, it's just this audible like scream. It's like, ah. <laughs> oh, I'm just muttering, it's fireball, 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 fireball. <laughs> She's like, die, 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 die. Jeez, Louise. Alrighty. Also, so yeah. Light in my hand now. It's completely dark on my hand. <laughs> it's like, <"Whoop." laughs> but yeah. So as the four of you kind of collect yourself a little bit. You see one of these things just get completely splattered across the room, and then one of them is burnt to an actual crisp. So. As you guys kind of just catch your breath and kind of relax. Yeah, this this is I the think first all time y'all tonight is now. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> That's horrible. I, mean, I just fired a double barrel shotgun in a very small <laughs> enclosed space. In a very, very small enclosed space. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Alrighty. So you guys I are just like... I think about that. <laughs> oh my God. 
so yeah, so you guys just some of you are shaky. Some of you are just like, what the fuck just happened? But yeah, so let's see where this leads us. Till next time, as always, remember everyone, love each other, take care of one another. And as always, let the good times roll. Till next time, see you later.